welcome to Marginalia. I'm Tamar. And I'm Aura. And welcome to episode two. It has been literally a year since the last <laughs> recording, which sounds crazy. But um, <laughs> we're excited to be back. Um, Frida is here in spirit, but she's actually in New York City. So we have Aura yeah, here. You made her sound dead or I something. know, she's, she's not okay. dead. She's fine. She's still alive. <laughs> but we are we are carrying the torch forward. And right now it is it is September. What is the date today? Um, does it matter? It doesn't Every matter. Every day is the same, but it's the 26th. It's September 26th into the fall semester at Smith College, and Aura and I are dying right now yes. <laughs> in some capacity You know, it's another. week four, and I'm I'm wondering, do I really need a degree? Do we need degrees? Can we just walk away with the debt that we have now and make <laughs> this work, y'all? We don't know. But, yeah, we were just talking about debt. We were just talking about how my face hurts because I'm so tired. <laughs> Additional responsibilities, 20 hours of work on top of how many hours of classes and homework. Yes. And on my end, children. And children. Yes. So, yeah. Aura, tell us what your situation is right Uh, now. Where do I begin? So, you know, I work at the dining hall. I'm a dishwasher. And, um... We've just been understaffed for so long. Like, there's so many open shifts. So I've just been picking them up because, you know, I, I need the money. But then the other part of me, it's like, is it really worth it? I'm is like, it worth you it, know. Y'all? Is it worth it to be in school taking 12, 16 credits on average, managing your family, working 20 hours, and sleeping how many you hours You know, and like right now, it's like my back hurt. Like, like is it worth <laughs> the $8? Aura needs a massage. <laughs> Well, the $8 an hour job. Well, it's a $10 an $10 hour. An Let hour me just job. say that. Yes. But I worked 45 not... minutes, so Wait, I'm like 8 raise... Didn't they raise the minimum wage, though? It, no, no, it is $10. Isn't it supposed to be $15, though? Where? Here. <laughs> Wait, If I'm that's the case. Way to say No, no, it's not $15, because... It's 12 I would definitely not need a degree. Wait a second. I no. would just... No, I'm kidding. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Let's look up Massachusetts uh, minimum wage, y'all. Because it, it, it was nine dollars last year, and then they raised it to ten. They this, raised it to ten. Yeah, this January. Fifteen is crazy. I think it's ten dollars an hour, y'all. Mm-hmm. Ten dollars an hour in Northampton. I don't remember when was the last time I worked a minimum wage paying job. I must have been like fifteen. Yep, probably that was yeah that was the same for me as well. Fifteen actually that says something. Both of us have only the last time we worked minimum wage jobs was fifteen years old. Yeah, and we said fuck it. Yeah, no, mm-mm. not about that life. And then, you know, my kids, they're teenagers, they're 14, they worked this summer, and they were making more money than me, because we were all getting paid minimum wage, but I still only had 20 hours, whereas they each had 40 hours. Um, I'm actually capped at 12. I'm not supposed to work beyond the 12 hours, but like, you know, like I said, I've been picking up hours. Right, you've been picking up hours. Yeah, that ends this week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. We were just talking about how we can't take it anymore. I'm just going to have to pull out a loan. And we got to pull out loans. Oh, my God. Okay. So we should talk about loans, y'all. Right now, we are both in a state where we need to take out additional loans on top of what has already been awarded to us through our, you know, our expected financial aid package. And so we're talking about debt and we're talking about what it means to take on additional debt. And Aura said something that was really profound. She said, I'm going to be in debt for the rest of my life. I'm just going to be paying (laughs) additional money for the rest of my life. And that's a factor. That's something that you have to consider when you're here at Smith is like, it's easy to take out loans and it's necessary sometimes to take out additional loans. But there is this factor of debt and like knowing that you're going to be paying that back for the rest of your life means knowing you're going to be working. Yeah. I mean, but you know, I'm so positive and, 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 like, I believe in myself so much that, like, I know I'll be working for the rest of my life, but not for someone else. Like, I'm going to make money one way or another. Exactly. So the debt won't matter. And, you know, worst case scenario, if I go through life with this attitude, at least I'll be happy. True. Even if it doesn't work out True. that way. <laughs> There's joy to be found in the work, which, you know, brings me to where I feel like, okay, for the last episode, I feel like Frida and I spent a lot of time talking about the work that we were doing in this Bridge Call My Bag, Women of Color Cultural Production, which was taught by Juliana Hu Peggy. That was basically like the seed of inspiration that made Marginalia come together. But I want you to introduce yourself and tell our our current audience a little bit about what you're doing, why you're here, and what you're currently doing with your classes this um, semester. That's Smith. Okay. Well, I'm here 
first and foremost, because it, it was really a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Um, I always wanted to go away for college, but I had my kids' twins at 16, so I just never thought that was a possibility. And it's like, it literally fell on my lap. Like, my professors at my community college introduced me to um, Sid, Sidonia Dalby. Mm-hmm. And um, I came and... Yeah. <laughs> I came and I visited, and it, it was just really like... I don't know, I, like, I couldn't pass it up. Like, I'm away at college now, and I'm away with my kids. And um, as far as what I'm doing, I'm an English major. Um, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, this, like, I'm just so tired of talking right now. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired of reading. But, you know, it's good, though. Like, I like to read a lot, so that, that, that sort of saves me. What um, classes are you taking? I'm taking Western classics. I'm from Homey to Dante. From Homey. From Homer Homie. to Dante. <laughs> Homie. I said homemade. From homie. <laughs> from homie. To Dante. <laughs> from no, Homer. To Dante. <laughs> Homer to Dante. Um, then I'm taking the Victorian novel. Um, mm. And I'm taking um, this bitch called my back. But That's not right. with Juliana. Yeah, because she left your, with... Um, who's the new professor? Uh, oh, shit. L- okay, wait a second. Connections have been made. <laughs> I forgot. Or is taking this bridge called my back currently. So this is perfect. She's taking it a year after I t- I'm taking it. I took it with Frida. So what's yeah. the name of the, pro- of the new professor? Uh, it's Laura. And, you know, her last name that is happens. difficult. Is that point? Who's something... Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to attempt to... But her right. name is Laura. Laura. Professor Laura. Shout yes. out to Professor Laura. <laughs> teaching this bridge called my back. Women of color. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty dope. She's funny. And she so. still has this bridge called my back, obviously, as, like, the main text of yes. the book. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just um have that book and just a whole bunch of um random essays, outside essays. Have so. you read the Kumbahi River Collective statement? Yeah, yet? Black Feminist. The, ba- the Black yeah, Feminist have, statement. That was cool. the first one I think she had as okay. read or second or something like that. But, yeah, I did. Was, That's um, awesome because the episode, the first episode, basically, we read a, a few passages from this bridge called my back and sort of, like, talked about what the experience was reading that like did you already have in class like a conversation and discussion yeah but when i read it at like in the house i yeah. got all riled up i'm like yes <laughs> yes we did too. you know like I, some parts made me cry no I was, yeah i like yeah. I, I like i didn't i didn't cry but i got i was really moved <laughs> yeah. and, and it was just it was just funny but well it's like wow you know I, here i was thinking i was the only one that sort of felt this way mm-hmm. like you know it was it was a part i wish i had it with me but she said something about um like um, some some problems as women we face together, but some we do not. Like you worry your your daughter will testify against you or join her, mm. something like that. But mm-hmm. we worry our, our our kids will get dragged out of cars and shot. Right. And it's so crazy that that was written in what like the seventies yes. or something. Yeah. And and that was like I think right after the um, well, you know what? Who knows which hashtag? Because so many happen every week. But that right. was like a couple of days after. Maybe was it Terrence that. I don't know. This is in the past few days. Yeah, and it's mm. like 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 I read that right after someone else mm-hmm. has been shot down. Mm-hmm. So by a car. So I not by not by a car. Right. By his car or in the car. Was this someone who was reading in their car? No, um, I don't see. I don't remember because I was right. like two days. It was um it was like two days apart. This could be the person I think that was whose car. There broke was down. one. Yeah, it was him, okay. and then there was the one that was reading right. the disabled man. We gotta find his name. Um, I know it's Terrence, and I forgot the other one. Terrence yeah. Crutcher or something like that. Um. Yes, there was a a man who was shot who, um, yes, it was Terrence yeah, Crutcher, Terrence Crutcher mm-hmm. who was shot um, by the police um, following his car breaking down, I believe, on the highway. Yeah, and He then, had his know, hands up and he was walking towards the car and he was shot. And, you know, the crazy thing, it's like they have the helicopters on him and, and he, yes. he apparently looks like a bad dude a bad from dude. a helicopter. Yes, this was out of the mouth of one of the police officers mm-hmm. and he looked like oh, a bad dude. From the from a helicopter. Yes. <laughs> you can't even hear him, nothing. Yes. So. And let's talk about how, I mean, most people are aware how this past summer, 2016, was an incredibly violent one to then come back. And I felt like I was like desensitized to violence to some degree because of just the visuals that I was bombarded with. I, you know, and I, I make it a point. I don't watch them. I don't, I don't watch, watch the them, videos. I don't watch the... I can't... But now I don't watch them because yeah. now... But I. But because I have that impulse that's ingrained in me, you know, yeah. as a, as an America, as an American with a violent psych, you know, psychology to want to see what's going on, I think, um, I definitely became desensitized to some of it. And then to come back here and have more happen... Mm-hmm. And to see people's reactions to just that are just like, again, like again, but to not see like a, anyone really upset. Like people yeah. are upset. Like people are tired. I know yeah. and don't want to talk about it. But I feel like to see that like people somehow are like numbed 
is just so weird to me. Yeah. Because we're talking about this stuff all in my classes. I'm taking um, I'm taking race, feminism, and resistance with a new professor in the Africana Studies Department, um, James, Professor James Roan. I'm taking um, race and top love. race and love mm-hmm. with Professor Kevin Kwashi, and I'm taking topics and installation art with Professor Lynn um, Yamamoto. Hope I did not butcher her last name, but I think I got it right. Um, and you know, in my art class, I'm talking about race and race and love. I'm talking about race <laughs> and race feminism versus yeah. I'm talking about race. So this stuff comes up all the time, and I'm just feeling like something happened between like the summer and now where. I'm. I expect to hear the next hashtag. Yeah, I'm not shocked anymore. <clears throat> I, I've so, been not shocked. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, it's been a while now. It's just like, and it's just crazy because it, it, we're at the point. It's just like, what do we do? What can we do? Like, because nothing really works. No one's really, really listening. Right. So it's like, what working within the system of like, you know, nonviolence and, you know peaceful protest isn't doing anything right it hasn't been doing anything Mm -hmm. so i i I brought all that up to bring back to this idea that we were basically playing with in race feminism resistance um and i wanted to actually get back to the point that of you uh, i want to get back to the point that you're in this bridge call my back Mm -hmm. um and make make a connection but like we were talking about what does resistance look like today like we know that the system is fucked we know that there's no way to exist outside of capitalism, right? Like, we're all sort of complicit. We're all wearing clothes that were made by factory workers. We're all eating food that could have been produced by mm-hmm. slave labor, prison labor. So what do you do now? And, you know, under my breath and to the side, but not necessarily in front of all of my classmates, which I'm going to get back to with your <laughs> class, I, I start throwing out ideas of, like, what resistance looks like in, like, 2016. And for me, that that's some radical-ass shit right now. So... That to me is disobedience, but even more like direct confrontational disobedience. And right. you're looking at me like, what you really trying to say? I know, I'm like, <laughs> like say it. I'm like, <laughs> honestly, like using force, like against these, against like police force. Like, I mean, it's, it's like, huh, it, it, right? it, it's such a, it's, I don't know. Because with that, what happens is, I don't even know if that that necessarily will work because I feel like it will right. just be used as an excuse to kill even more of us. And but the thing like, is, we're going to be killed. Right? This is what I'm saying. We're going to be killed. We're so gonna... I don't know if I would ever go oh, out there's... and try. Go ahead. If I would go out and try to instigate, but I've been talking a lot. I think for the past six months, I've been bringing up, excuse me, to some friends. Like, what are you willing? to put your life on the line for, right? Like, most Mm -hmm. people will say, like, to protect a family member, right? But at this point in resistance, at this point in the fight for, like, equality and abolishing racism, what does that look like? And I think the country is reaching a point, and this is where I think what we see in the riots, right? Mm -hmm. And um, in Charleston and all these different cities is, like, people are, are, I think, are willing to die now. Yeah. And not that they haven't been. Like, I think the first civil rights movement... Um, there there was that energy where people were willing to give their lives. I mean, many people did give their life, whether they wanted to or not. But I think now I see, like, an energy where people are like, you know what, we're going to be, you're going to put me in prison, you're going to keep me in an urban space, you're not, you're going to limit my mobility, so I might as well fight back. So, yeah, what were you about to say? Um, There was this, this, this poem by Claude McKay, you just reminded me of, and it's, it's called If We Must Die. Ooh. I won't read the entire thing just now. I'll or just read can. the first lines. Okay. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. So it, it goes, If We Must Die, that's what it's titled. Um, if We Must Die, let it not ugh, let it not be like hogs, hunted and penned in an inglorious spot, while round us bark the mad and hungry dogs, making their mock out of our cursed lot. If we must die, oh, let us die nobly, so that our precious blood may not be shed in vain, then even the monsters we defy shall be constrained to honor us, though dead. O oh, kinsmen, we must meet the common foe. Though far outnumbered, let us show let us show us brave, and for their thousand blows deal one death blow. Mm. What though before us lies the open grave? Like men will face the murderous, cowardly pack, pressed to the wall, dying but fighting back. Mm. That's what that just sort of reminded us. Snaps, snaps to that <laughs> because basically, like that's where I'm at right now. Like I find myself right in a very old white institution, and I'm being absorbed somehow into this system. 
and what can I do to fight back? Like, what, what does civil disobedience look like for me? And, you know, I know this takes on many forms. Like, I know I've been hearing stories of people who have seen police pull over people and mm-hmm. so will, like, shadow the yeah. police officer. Like, I know cop watch has been going on, but purposefully, like, position themselves and let the police know, like, I'm just watching you because I see this as a person of color. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure this person gets away from the situation alive. Like, to see that those type of actions taken, I think, is really important. Yeah. And I bring all that up to say, like, what does it look like in these spaces, and particularly this bridge called my back, these classes that have a mixed group of, of people, of women, right, of mul- yeah. multiple identities, but specifically women of color and white women. Like, how do you feel in that class talking about the things that you're talking about with, quote, unquote, white allies in the room? Um, I mean, personally, it doesn't bother me. I feel... I, I mean, I speak freely. Like, I say what I have to say, and I, I don't... Like, I, I don't want to offend anyone, but if, if it does, I, I need you to understand that I'm not mm-hmm. purposely trying to offend you, but this is just how, what I feel and how I feel and... And how it is. And you and how it is. And, and that's what I'm going to say. And you should listen because we're in, in the space for this. We're, like, you're, you're obviously here probably, I'm assuming, because you want to learn more. Mm-hmm. You want to open yourself up more. So you have to be okay with me saying whatever it is that I want to say. Right. So, but, um, you know... Uh, yeah, but I, I'm I'm comfortable. So you don't feel like you're censoring. You feel like comfortable. No, in I'm space, not censoring. Which is like number one, right? I struggle with the censorship because I don't. I can't tell you how many times in the class I want to pop off and be like, "So what we really need to do is go to college hall and demand X, Y, Z, or be encouraging people to come off the street and eat the food in the dining halls." Like I want uh, to be. See, exactly. well, then again, see, you then. You're on another level because I mean, I'm about to, you know, right? I, I'm not that I could. Not yeah. that I would be like taking all of Northampton's homeless and trying to, like, find a way to, like, secretly feed them, even though that would be an awesome thing to do. But I know the risks that that would put me at, so I have to consider that. But, like, I think about, like, what the pushback would look like for me, and the more I think about it, the more radical shit comes to me. (laughs) I'm just like, well, we could steal their food. We could encourage people to... Oh, yeah, I'm not not exactly... You're not there. These are my thoughts. These are not our because I mean, we're in different like, spaces also right. with that too like with me I'm I, like I'm also I, I feel like I'm learning too I'm, I'm right. also there to learn like I, I, I'm not I didn't come to the class with the attitude like just because I'm a woman of color and, right. and I come right. from an impoverished neighborhood I'm from Harlem and everything I didn't come with the attitude that it's all about me I, and, and actually I'm learning more about myself like and it's only been three weeks in like, oh, yeah. like I, I, I even learned that though you know I'm oppressed as a woman of color that I I'm also guilty of doing some oppressing mm-hmm. without even I'm mm-hmm. not not even deliberately you know mm-hmm. and it's it's something that like I kind of came into conscience with it and we're doing one of the readings mm-hmm. so it, you know that it just like I'm just right now I'm just really there I'm I'm trying to take everything right. in before I really right. and that's why I think you you've already done a done lot of taking of the in so yeah you I know? had that class and then I had intro to black culture and it it really got me fu- I mean I'll be honest that class this bridge called my back basically facilitated like a breakup for me oh, because shit. I was like oh. <laughs> I haven't been respecting myself and demanding like what I should from my partner for me to really be like in a relationship that I feel like I'm holding to some like standard for myself. Right. Yeah. Instead, I felt like I just wasn't I didn't know better mm-hmm. when I knew better. I couldn't sit back and like date a person whose family had like racist ideas about black people. Yeah. Like, I couldn't. And I then, could no longer be silent sort of at those Thanksgiving. That's a sort of self-oppressing. A self-oppressing. That's, a, that, that's the kind of stuff that I like that yes. I, I learned, like, mm-hmm. you know. Like, it's just crazy, and especially, like, I'm more, you know, I'm more fair-skinned and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so, like, that, quote-unquote, gives me an advantage mm-hmm. over, you know, and, and growing up with these ideals and stuff, like, you don't know mm-hmm. that you're contributing to oppressing yourself yes. and your sisters, right. because it's just, that's just how... You don't realize how, how internalized, like, white supremacy is just on exactly. that level. Exactly, and, and that, I think that's where I am now. I'm I'm learning... I'm just, I'm learning so right. much. <laughs> and it's, listen, that class was amazing for me. Like, it really, like I said, it, it helped me end a toxic relationship. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't completely toxic in that there wasn't a lot of love that I still had, had and have for that person. But it definitely, like, forced me to, like, reposition myself and think about what I really wanted. Mm-hmm. So that class was really important to opening my eyes. But it was really, it was really fascinating to share that space with white allies and today the reason i'm like bringing all this up is you know we're the class race 
um, Feminism and Resistance, um, by prof- taught by Professor Roan. You know, we had a conversation about Marxism today and capitalism. Oh, that's yeah. what we're getting into that now. Yes. At the, oh, good. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. So we're getting into, like, the rise of capitalism from, like, feudalism, you know, in Europe to, you know, what we understand is, like, capitalism today. And, like, all the ways that we're all, like, complicit in, like, working in the system of capitalism. And, you know, there was, like, tension in the room because there was a huge, like, racial like visibly a racial split, like often the white women in the class yeah. will sit on one side, the women of color will sit on the other. Right. Intentionally. Yeah. Because people feel uncomfortable. I mean, like the lunchrooms. It's like the lunchrooms. <laughs> it gets real in there. Like people want to feel, you know, that they can say what they want, but they want to say it next to the people who they know are going to give them the mm-hmms and the yes girls. And like, there's a lot of tension. And, you know, something was brought up how often white allies in these spaces, they want to learn these things for the sake of knowing it. Yeah. Like, you want to be an academic. You want to be able to write the paper. Mm. But what we're really talking about in that class is, like, we're really building on ideas of, like, taking action in our own Laura lives. Laura said that like, yeah. in our last class. She was just like, you know, I don't want this class to just be, we're just talking shit. And yeah. she's always like that. She's just like, it's like, we need like like we need to have an actionable plan an when act- we leave that, like, exactly. something, you know. That you so, can do. Yeah. And we're like, how many of us in here are can take this? Like, yeah. you're applying this to your life, right? Yeah. You're like, well, I have to now think about the ways I've been, like, thinking about yeah. like, my rate, like all of that, right? And how I contribute. And we're like, how many white women in this class, like just to be very plain, because that what, that's what the issue is, how many of them are taking this and actually applying it to like some sort of action? Yeah. And when we, the more we were talking about that, the more frustrating we were getting because we were noticing a tension in class when women of color were going off on tangents, rightfully so, about these issues and, like, what to do and, like, how the, how frustrating it is. And there was this emphasis I noticed from some of the white students to just bring it back to, like, the theory being presented in the text yeah. or, like, the text specifically. You know? So it got interesting. Yeah, you know? I, um, she, like, like, professor had us each you know, given, I actually started it off and then after I said something, she was just like, you know, everyone should say something. And, like, she said something that some sort of action that we should take right. or something that, that would help at least, you know? Right. And That's with what you're saying with, you know, with white women and stuff, like, you know, maybe some are, I, I don't know, I think a lot of white people are uncomfortable. Like, they're really hesitant about just saying what they, what they, you know, have in mind because they're, they're scared. They don't want to say the wrong yeah. thing. And it's asking a lot of them to step out their comfort and zone. And that's what I said. I said and that's yeah. what I, I said, you know what, the, the main thing is we, like you, we have to have these uncomfortable conversations. Exactly. You have we have to have these uncomfortable conversations, and both sides need to listen. So, like as a woman of color or people of color, period. If a white person says something like free, like like um unfiltered, because that's what they're thinking, we can't get upset right right away. Right. Because it, like the only way to move forward is to put everything on the table. Right. And white people, a lot of them, don't, they don't even and know they're admit, racist. And to admit ignorance. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Admit Absolutely. ignorance. And, and if you say something offensive, don't just say like, oh, well, I wasn't trying to be offensive. It's, right. like, it's like, help me understand why was that offensive. Right. Because I white literally people exist really in don't a world know. where I don't have a clue exactly. about why they don't fucking I say know the things that I say. <laughs> and there's that. Like, there is that. There is like, you know, being generous with like that space for them, right? And then there's also like time and place though. There's and, time and, and place. And, still watch and then them there's out. also like I have to do, handle the labor of being a POC in this world. Like you have yeah. two sons, right? Yeah. Who are men of color who walk in this very white space. Not after dark. Not after dark. And you have to have that on your <laughs> yeah. mind, on top of the stress of just living. Yeah. So it's also like how much work do we do to help to teach them? This is the thing. It, it's always the it's always the oppress the oppressee's mm-hmm. job to teach the oppressor. Yeah, and we're talking but about it's that. Not. Too. It's it's not. It shouldn't be. But that's it why, sure ain't. Oh, they can't see my 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 air quotes. <laughs> not today. We won't. Aura's doing air quotes. I don't do the air quotes. You guys yes. can't see. Yeah. But yeah, that's the that's the that's the problem. Right. Like it's always. Like, and then when it shouldn't be, but then if it, it, it it's complicated though. Like the lines are blurred because though it shouldn't be, if not us, who else? Because they really don't fucking know. You know, that's that's up for debate because people, <laughs> I, what I see on the internet no, now. Yeah, I'm really asking, like, no, who yeah. else? Like, who I, would do it? I think them. I think there's enough white, well-read white people in the world who control knowledge production. They can read to all, do so. they can read they about can read, the experiences but, all they but want. To but to take action means to take, to make a sacrifice, right? Yeah. Because you're going to be upset in family. You're going to, you're going to have to acknowledge, mm-hmm. like, the shit that's happening around you on the daily Right, because we experience this shit on the daily, so you have to acknowledge it on the daily too and step in. So I feel like it's asking a lot 
of white allies in quote air quotes but what else can we do i mean yeah it is asking a lot but like like but we're living through a lot you always a lot it's a lot racism white supremacy is a lot y'all it's a lot so that's just like what it is honestly but interesting yeah i completely forgot that you're taking that class yeah i'm a i'm a newbie i'm like i'm still a virgin to it's only you know the beginning of week four so we'll just wait yeah. Just uh-huh. like, it's I, gonna yeah. get interesting. I actually have to read something tonight. For, oh God, what do you so much read? reading. From this bridge? No, no, no. It's a um it was something on Moodle. Are you reading Zombie? I don't know if we are, are. you reading Audre Lord? Uh, we we read a couple of uh, last oh, class was essays, Audre Lorde, right? yeah, for okay. essays. Mm-hmm. By the way, y'all I've read Audre Lorde's Uses of the Erotic about did you read Uses of the Erotic? I have You're not. probably going to. Okay. About Ten times now in my Smith career, so that's just just get ready if you're in the Africana Studies department or in the SWAG major, the study of women and gender. You'll probably read Audre Lorde like a million times, and I think that's pretty beautiful because all of her theorizing is around like the importance of when she talks about the erotic. She's talking about like the space between like our conscious selves, like our daily selves, and how we perform to others, and like that which is most chaotic within us right the mm-hmm. things that we don't necessarily express and but is also but is also like the space that allows us to connect to other people so when you talk about like extending that hand to your white ally like that in itself is a form of like the use of the erotic of like moving beyond a comfort zone yeah. and finding a space where like you truly meet them as the humans that you both are yeah. versus the white identity black identity poc identity whatever and i think that's really interesting much harder to do yeah because reality. I'm not as radical as you. Not yet, anyway. You're pretty but. radical through existence, though. <laughs> well, so, like, you know, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> you know, no, but I mean, like, I'm not really. Ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm an aggressor. I instigate. I do, and I do because you know it. I, you confront a lot of people on this campus who just like to talk, and they like to hear themselves talk, and it's like that's cool. I like to hear myself talk sometimes too. Right? Podcast is happening, but at the same time. <laughs> I want to know what you're willing to do. Like, I'm mm-hmm. actually the type of person that wants to see Smith pay for the you know, things that they don't yeah. take accountability for. So that includes the food waste on this campus, right? Yet mm-hmm. you're stigmatized for being poor and not being able to afford, you know, necessarily the debt that you might accrue by taking on, like, the meal plan. And so, like, there's that. There's, like, the fact that people think the Ada Comstock scholars, which R and I both are, are somehow here, like, as charity cases when we've worked our asses off and done the unimaginable and the impossible to get here. you don't know what the fuck we did to get here. You couldn't do it. And you don't even know what we're doing to stay here. To stay here. The sacrifice. (laughs) Like, I said this, we said this in the last podcast, but let's say it again. Just in case y'all got it got it fucked up, you could not survive half of what I'm sure both of us have mm-hmm. been through and still gotten here. The fact that we are here on this campus is a testament to our strength and knowledge and genius in many mm-hmm. cases. Because it, when people say it's harder to go back to school later, like that doesn't mean anything. Try going back to school with a family. Try going back to school with like, Without being married and having like the marital support of a man, intersectionality, stuff intersectionality, we like, oh, all yeah. the shit that y'all study. <laughs> try being that and making token it to Smith. <laughs> and getting your ass to the number twelve liberal arts school in the nation. Like, yet people think we just waltzed up in here because mm-hmm. Smith plucked us out. Like, no, we chose Smith. We chose to come here and further our careers. So, just saying that again. Because I think some people got it fucked up out here. <laughs> no, so got to remind. They need people. to know. They need to be reminded. <laughs> So, all right, where are we at? Where are we at? Uh-huh. Hmm. How did you just stop so abruptly like that? I know. <laughs> my, my train of thought died. Seriously, my train, we're tired, I watched y'all. That we're tired. <laughs> like, let's talk about, for, like, week four. We're waiting for Mountain Day. I don't know when Mountain Day is going to come. Mountain Day is when some bells ring. Yes. It's <laughs> supposed to be a beautiful, you know, for the, for those who aren't Smithies and yeah. don't know what Mountain Day is. Yes, so the, the, the president <laughs> of the school picks a random beautiful fall day and rings the church bells and that lets us know that classes are canceled for the day. And you're supposed to like hike and go apple picking or yes. some shit, but I think I'll just sleep. You're, you're either gonna sleep <laughs> or you you are already behind and you're gonna take yeah, that yeah, opportunity. You're gonna catch up. Most of us will probably sleep because yeah. you're sleep exhausted. in the morning and then sleep, catch and up. And then catch up, yeah. Like, yeah, when you get up. But like, 
I'm waiting, y'all. Like, when Mountain Day was brought up, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, Mountain Day. That's something that's supposed to happen soon. I mean, but you know what? I Like, I actually really want to do the Mountain Day things. Like, I, I do I, want I wanna... donuts. I do want apple yeah, cider no, donuts. Yeah, no, let's do it. <laughs> no, Tamar, let's do, do it. You? We should, yeah, because we're supposed to, like, there's if supposed you... to be some low mountain with some beautiful views, like. We could still read if we really yeah, want to. No, you know, and, and I don't know. Like, nature is the closest thing to God. And I think one day, <gasps> we, like, we can take one day to really yes. look at some beautiful-ass views yes. and, and and we we just come back like you know that's so real i was actually reading something in class today we were talking about that like how we need to one of the most radical things you could do kevin kwashi would probably agree is really like own just your being as like a natural yes. being and to the just power ex- of the now. power of now mm-hmm. and to just exist and to find joy and like it is so easy to get caught up in like the rah-rah I'm gonna be radical I'm gonna be doing this but one of the most radical things you can do especially as a woman of color is just take care of your goddamn self yeah. and live and exist and it's easy I, to forget I mean and you know as humans we're addicted to Stress. either constantly <laughs> thinking about the past or thinking about the future Ooh. Yeah, that's like it's. We're always either thinking about the past or thinking about the future. Like, like it's very rare that we take the now. Like, I like that happens to me every once in a blue moon, and every mm-hmm. time it does, it's so surreal. And mm-hmm. and I, and then, but I and, and I feel so thankful at the same time. So it's like I need to deliberately get there more, like yeah. more often. Like I need to, you know, it, it is important to just like just worry about the now. Worry like, about the right now. now. This is where I am now. This is what's going on now, and um. Something that I'm realizing that, like, it's always, like you said, it's sort of surreal when it happens is I often will be like, no, I can't go do this because I have to read. I have to, or I have this assignment that I need to do. If I don't go do the thing that I'm invited to, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's like, like, literally, it's usually just going for a walk to get, like, a smoothie or something. Or, like, (laughs) going to somebody's house to hang out for a little bit. I often will spend more time procrastinating and stressing. Yeah. And I could have just been enjoying no, myself. Just done it. <laughs> and I would have been more likely to do work if I had just gone and done something fun because my energy would have shifted. Yeah. And Seriously. I play myself. I think we'll, we're... That's we're, anxiety, we're, 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 Oh, my God. You just... You took the words right out of my mouth. First of all... Yes. Well, you know, I'll have you listen afterwards. But, like, I, I came across... And he's a white boy Ooh. on um <laughs> on Instagram. And he's okay, rapping. <laughs> and he is killing it. Yeah. From New York. He killed the whole thing. But he said something about anxiety. But he's actually... Ooh. He's talking about everything that's going on with the black people getting shot and everything or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's why I really liked it. But he said a line. And I was just like, that's exactly how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. And I can't even remember it because I just listened to it, like, an hour ago. But something... Along the lines, and you know, I don't think I'm better than anyone, but damn, something like every day I'm fighting anxiety and yeah. it gets worse. Like it, it, it it's, gets it's, worse. Yeah, like and that's I was just like, that's, I need to stop doing that. Yes, I feel like it gets kicked up here though, because the pressure to perform here and be excellent, or what we I, what we think is excellence, often, yeah. which is often like a comparison to someone else, because. You re- you hear people talk or like I, read oh my god something. when I first got here and then but now I'm just like man fuck that we but don't, now we, I'm we're like not that. on the same path but now like, exactly I didn't grow up in private school I didn't go to I private schools and prep schools I'm in, like, I'm in the projects exactly. like and you know as exactly. you said earlier yeah. being here is a testament of our of own our strength, strength and, and, and will yeah so I, I don't like, want to feel bad anymore but imposter syndrome is real like some of the most intelligent people I know on this campus I realize struggle with the same fucking imposter syndrome they don't really believe that that they should be here mm. and they and they have such anxiety for being here. And I feel like it's crippling. Like, my anxiety is definitely crippling. I feel like I spend more time freaking out about what I need to do. It's getting better. Don't get me wrong. It was the worst. It was worse first year. First year was definitely the worst year. I think that's, and everyone agrees with that first year is the worst year. But, like, I have to remind myself, like, yo, just do it. Just Mm -hmm. write it. It doesn't matter. Like, you got it. Like, You've been got it. Yeah. Like, you know what you're doing. Like, it, the literally the only thing that's going to fuck you up is not doing it because right. you're afraid. <laughs> and that Seriously. happens sometimes. And then you got to get an extension for something or you miss a deadline for, like, an you know, application. You know, like, I've never did that. I never... What? I Took never got... I never had an extension. Bl- I never... Snaps. N- n- <laughs> and everyone, like... And, and like, I forget that I can do that, but that's that's the lifestyle that I like. That's how, what I'm used to. Like, right. if there's something that I need to do, it's you just like want to get it done. And not even that. It's just I got no choice but to get it done. Right. So, I, so I'm so used to. I have this figure it out attitude. Like right. my entire life has been like that. Oh, you can't pay this bill? Figure it out. Right. Like, you got it. You know. Just so, do it. And and, and I, I, you never and I've never asked anyone for help because I yeah. had not many people. I didn't have many people that I could ask for help. So now that I'm here, I forget. Like oh shit, I can ask people for and help. And the thing is, like, listen, <laughs> my first two semesters here, I asked for extensions because my mental health, like, 
No, and I, I, going, I needed to. I just I, you probably need that to. I, that I did. It's all about. It's all a matter of like. Webbit. I just scratched myself. Oh, I, thought I was bleeding. <laughs> or is bleeding y'all? <laughs> no, um, no. Um, I'm. I became acutely aware of like what where my outs were. Because I knew I was struggling. Like, yeah. I just wasn't going to class. So I was just like, oh, I know by the end of the semester, even though I was doing the work, I was reading, like, I was staying engaged in some way, but I couldn't physically get myself to class. I was just severely depressed. Mm-hmm. Like I said, a breakup happened fi- during my finals. It was, you know what? You come in, or your first year here, this shit will chew you up it and chew, spit you back it, out. It trampled me. Yeah, it, exactly. And then it just hands you all the pieces. Like, here, you put yourself now back you, together. And that's what I'm doing. That's a beautiful <laughs> way to put it. That's exactly what I'm doing. Like, I was a hot I didn't mess. notice. I told you this. I didn't notice I went through that till this summer, till it was all said and done. And, and this summer. Like, and then I just was, I just had a couple of episodes. Yep. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on with me? Right? You know, and it was just like, oh the post trauma. <laughs> yeah, Yo, like I was PTSD. Seriously, like, like, cause, like I said, when I get in my zone, it's just like, all right, boom, boom, boom I gotta do this. But yep. then, like after it was done, I was just like, yep, like what's wrong with me? Exactly. So, but that, and there's something like you know beautiful about knowing I say that all through. the time I was, just, I was like it's so up it's too. beautifully it's painfully beautiful it's painfully beautiful but yeah. it's sort of fucked up that yeah. like you go here and like this experience and maybe that's just the college experience maybe it's unique to Smith but you go here and then you have to leave and you're like wait did I just torture my body for like three months straight or four months straight mm-hmm. like I did like damn it's... that wasn't healthy and it's not and then you don't like you don't realize that let's listen I mean, but I'm I'm grateful for it all though because you don't, you know, you don't grow. Like mm-hmm. growth is painful. It is painful, and, and, and you don't grow until you stretch yourself beyond the boundaries you're used to, and, and you know. So it's like, like how does it compare to people who are like physically suffering yeah. as a daily existence, or like being completely taken advantage of or exploited as a daily existence? So it's very different yeah. because. We're putting ourselves through this. Yeah, yeah. Which I have and to that, keep but in mind. And, and not even me, like my kids now. I have to like I'm trying to plan like I'm taking them out to dinner at some point when it when you know it slows mm-hmm. down or I have some time because I feel bad. I feel like I like I I kind of I don't really talk to them because mm-hmm. I don't have time. And when I do talk to them, I have an attitude mm-hmm. because I'm cranky. Mm-hmm. And and they're teenagers, so mm-hmm. they just get on my fucking nerves, mm-hmm. you know. Of but course. but I know it's not their fault, and they're mm-hmm. good kids. So I have to like I have to take time to just spend time with them, and then also let them know. Listen, I'm just going through a lot yeah Yeah. like i have a lot on my plate right now and i need you guys to help me and when i yell full-time student yeah like they you know and and, and they get it sometimes but they're also teenagers so like they can't they're still absorbing whether the trials yeah exactly (laughs) right so i have to be understanding like yeah my goodness and navigating the world i just like i can't wait till you guys move on i never (laughs) tell them that because i don't want to hurt their feelings but i think it every day listen my mother was like My mother would just threaten to leave. She was always just like, I'm going to go to Australia, and y'all ain't going to oh, see shit. me. Like, Australia of all places, I don't know why she would choose like, right, the, far, I was gonna the say farthest part. <laughs> no, she would just choose the Actually, farthest, I have a friend out there. farthest point possible and be like, I'm going to go, and y'all will see. Y'all gonna well, miss shit, today. my mother used to literally lock me out the apartment. Listen. Like, oh, oh you want to oh, break your curfew? We, get, we got kicked out, too. <laughs> Trust. Trust that happened. Uh, I left home at 17 but, or something like that. I just had to. Mm-mm. Caribbean parents. Yeah. Yeah, I have to go because we just. Anyway, that's yeah, another. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's, that's another episode, two TMI. That's yeah. another episode. But like, no, for real, like, yeah, it's a lot here. The stress is a lot. PTSD is a is a thing, and I like I don't want to use that loosely because I think people might think like, oh, you're just trying to right, like, but no, mm-hmm. you you literally see yourself for what what it was, and like, and there I, there are levels to there are PTSD, totally levels. So, yeah. yeah, there are totally levels, but like. And then you feel out of control. So what, you know, coming back to like taking extensions, like I took those extensions because I knew I had access to to that kind of help. A lot mm-hmm. of people on this campus don't know right. I can go get extensions. I also had the Office of Disability Services backing me up and letting them know like to, that I have like documented illness mm-hmm. and like anxieties. And I mean, illness can be labeled as anxiety can be labeled as an illness. But mm-hmm. I had things that were like already making it difficult for me to be here. So imagine trying to get those extensions without that that would have been difficult and it not it wasn't and it wasn't easy i got a lot of pushback in the dean's office um see and that's the thing that i which don't was like bullshit. It's fucking that's stressful like you like if i'm coming purpose, to you saying I'm, i struggled and i need help yeah you should to me as someone who's there to, as like in, a, in essence they're social workers in some capacity right they're helping these like students even though i guess a dean 
is supposed to be like an overseer in some way. But like for you to push back on me when I told you that I'm having a hard time, I felt it really it made me angry that I had to justify why I was having a hard time. And I yeah. had to list like I went through a breakup. I have severe depression. My sister got locked up yeah, last and year. And this is when you like, want to say I am a black woman and, and I'm not used right. to this shit. And, but and it was I, like I, once I justified yeah. the, my reason and then she put <laughs> and she put, put that to my face. She was like, "Oh, okay, I get it." Right. Right. Yeah. Like whatever. It was some bullshit. And that, that's what. And I think that's a part of me. Like I, why I don't ask for the help I should be asking mm. for when I need it. Like I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm a really prideful person, yeah. and, and I'm working on that because. You know, that can be hindering. It can. So, like, yeah. I, I'm really... It's good to have pride, but not so much that, right. I, you know, I'm shooting myself in my own foot. In and a then, way, it made me more prideful, though. Because I feel like, you know, oh, I let her that. see me weak. I let her and see me weak. And that's what I don't and like. And now I'm going to come back. I'm going to let her let her know I'm not weak. Like, that was mm-hmm. just me at a really hard time. Right, right, right. She doesn't realize how strong <laughs> I am. That's funny, because that's that's my attitude. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm like... <laughs> you're, str- you're dying <laughs> inside yeah, I'm dying on the inside. floor. <laughs> you can't continue and shit. Like, <laughs> no. It's tough. Like, Smith is no fucking joke. Like, and I know... What's interesting, I was talking to someone maybe last week, and they were talking about how taking time off is often worse. Like, you, you oh, miss... Oh, yeah, I'm getting this shit out, the, out the way. You yeah. being here. Like, I know someone oh, who really? took a semester off who was like, you know what? I actually... I, being away made me miss being here because there's something to the reality of being back home. This person had, you know, the privilege to return home to their parents. Made them realize, like, yo, life is no much, no better mm-hmm. just being at home. Because you still got to figure out bills, what your next plan is. Yeah. Like, you're going to be there. And, and, and let's say you're staying away forever. Are you going to work? What you going to do? Right. So, and that's what I like. That's how I justify, or, or that's how I, I make myself feel better about it all. Like, just being here and how demanding it is. Like, I tell myself, you know, the kind of lifestyle I want, you know, and the things that I want to do, it's gonna demand a lot from me. Yep. So, I like this is just like, like I is. always tell myself, this is the universe preparing me yes. for what I'm asking for. Yep. So, and yep. then I just, I, I, like, I push, I just try my best to push. I'm not even try my best. I do it. I push test. through. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like college is, my mother always said, said that to me, college is the ultimate endurance test. And I'm like, yep. Well, shit, no one told me nothing about college. Listen, like, I don't, no one in my family I never really knew went. what that <laughs> meant. I was just like, whatever. Right. I get it. All right. Now I'm like, yo, you're right. Like, because there are many times I've wanted to stop. Yeah. Or you're just like, I ain't going like, to do that's that. That's why I just said, I'm just like, do I really need yeah. my degree? Shit. Listen, like, there, there were times last week, it's even but just today where i'm like am i gonna go to class like that was my thing last year i didn't go to class when i didn't want to go to class now i'm like no Damn, i gotta that's push so crazy. i gotta I mean, get like, my you, ass up and go to class like i and, and even with that i didn't i wasn't absent like the only time i was only absent if i absolutely had to and then you know what mm. pissed me off one of my classes last semester you know i won't say who the professor is or whatever but i i was my friend's maid of honor my mm. one of my funny enough that i'm wearing the shirt that's made of honor i know and her wedding was in Cancun, so mm. I purposely was not absent the entire like semester. Like I think I was absent once, but I, I saved my absence mm-hmm. because I knew I had to go away. And you know, a destination wedding that that's been in the works for a long time. Right, it's right. paid for, you know. I gotta go. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I emailed her, and this is me just giving too much information. This is another thing that I'm working on. Like right. you know, sometimes I say too need. much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and I said that mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, I'm gonna be absent, and it was the last class, the last mm-hmm. class of the semester. And I was oh. just like, you know, I'm gonna be absent because I'm my friends, and I told her everything. So she was just like, well, you know. She wrote back and she was just like, absences aren't um, to be used as you please. It's like in case of illness or emergency or something like that. So I was just like, no. she acted like I was always absent. Like I right. was never even absent. And and so and then I just wrote back. Well, basically, I was just like, well, I don't know what I'm to tell gonna... you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, well I don't know. I, what's I... funny is I'm still going to be absent. <laughs> so I guess I am right. going to use it for what I, I want to exactly. use it for. Exactly. I was just like, I just, and then I, I was just like, I just thought I, I thought I was doing the right thing by right. letting you know. I'm just letting, I was just letting you know. Because I, you know, I, I could have just been like, I'm absent. And that would have been sufficient. I didn't even have to say anything. It's true. I just, I wasn't absent the entire Listen, semester. But I was just like, well, damn. Some do the most with their power trips. Like, but the point is the contract, which is our yeah, syllabus, exactly. says I have an absence to use and I'm going to use it. Uh-huh. That's funny you said that, but funny shit is. That's, but what's, twist, but what's interesting is I'm still going to be absent, girl. <laughs> so, which, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but, so you know, yeah. she was cool, though. That shit it just was fucking weird. Like, Yeah. No, I feel like. I'm just learning better now. Even the professors, I'm just like. There's mm. a whole, like, politic in to be a, being a student. Like, you got to be careful with their absences. Even if you have, like, justification for, like, 
illness. I I even my grade still suffered even though I didn't drop below a B at all either semesters for any classes. Same here. Yeah. I, yeah, but I still got could have gotten an A. Yeah, you did good. If I if I had like just gone gone to class, but she had to factor it in cuz she my absences did in one case reflect the work that I produced mm. because I needed more time to talk to her about some of the ideas I was bringing yeah, up. Yeah, you class. missed a lot of discussions I missed good and ideas discussion. And stuff. Like yeah. I didn't really I didn't seek out like for one of the assignments I needed to have like just more consultations with her to work out an idea and instead I just kind of was like you know what fuck it I can do this on my own I did this last semester this is last spring I'm referring to and I was like I can just pull it together at the end like I did but really and truly I needed more time so she sh- it had to and it was fair yeah. I told her I was like it, my grade was fair I, yeah I was, I was about to say that I would have been like yeah I was like it's um, cool happy. I got what I think I deserved from that class and even now I still learned so much from that class that I'm like damn like I want to go back and reread some of the things mm-hmm. like the class was still vital to my growth so yo growth here is real though yeah talk about growth in terms of like rapid growth and it's not even for like for me not even intellectual growth just like more like I'm sorry. not like just about myself and what I yeah. want out of life and yes. what I want with the people I want around me like and then what you think you want evolves and you're like wait but actually I could actually have you, you know yeah it, I can have that. Listen, though. you don't even know <laughs> how I'm feeling now. I'm just like, I, like well, I've been settling for so long, mm. you know. But it's all right. But that's that's that self worth. Yeah, and then that you know, so yes. it's all good. Like, yes. and then over the summer, like I said, like like that's when I really, it's like all of the lessons came piling down yes. over the course of two weeks. Yes. Like it was crazy or whatever. And but it's also weird because I'm 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 like in limbo. I'm in a, in a weird space. It's like I'm outgrowing. Everyone I knew, I know and knew, and I'm outgrowing my old environments. Not even just the people specifically, but the, just my old environments. Mm. I, like, I, I, I outgrew it. That's real. But I'm not quite ready for the next... Oh, I don't know what the next place is. So mm-hmm. so now, you know, like, when I kept going back home, which is New York, over the summer, I, like... I just sort of picked up the old habits that I had because yeah. it was just my old environment, mm-hmm. and, and I didn't know, like... I, I don't know what's next. So... But it's just, like, I, it was crazy, like... I, like it's I was weird doing going things back. I didn't really want to do, but it was just like, what the fuck else is there to do? Exactly, <laughs> and I feel like I felt this sense like over the summer, especially because I didn't plan anything for the summer. Like I ended up being able to do something interesting, but I really just was like, I'm gonna go home and relax. Well, yeah, we did the whole same thing. Yes. We didn't plan anything, so and we just... that was probably the worst idea. Exactly, and now for next summer, I'm starting now. So that's what's changed. Yeah. I feel like leisure. Is, looks different for me now. Like mm-hmm. downtime isn't the same. If anything, now I need to feel. I I feel like I need to be more controlling about like how I use my downtime. Like leisure time, I almost feel like I need to like plan it ahead in a different way because, and that's a maturity thing too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like when I was maybe nineteen, doing nothing sounded like a great idea, right? And I had no real plans and <laughs> but ideas. But now that we close to I'm that like, grave. Now grave, thank God. <laughs> we gotta make sure that wisdom has come. And I'm like, you know what? No, actually, like, those are countless hours and days I can be putting towards a project. That we will not get back. That I can't get back. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, back. we put, put towards projects because now we realize, you know, there are things I want to do and there are more things that I want to accomplish and there yeah. are places I want to see and... and like there are people I want to impact. That's my biggest thing. Like I like I I want to get to the point where I impact and inspire people. Yes. That's like my life thing. Right. Like it's just weird. So it's just like I'm not gonna do it chilling. No. You know? So. You can't you can't do it chilling, unfortunately. And it's also like the excitement of like there's something too about coming to this place and you meet new people in classes and you're like, yo, there's so many people to meet. There yes. are so many incredible human beings you, you on really this earth bust to out meet. Your bubble. And you're like, who knows <laughs> who they know and where they can take you and like the connections. Like, I if anything happened this past summer that was powerful, it was connecting with a friend who was who was once um, a manager of mine. I actually interned for her, um, and having her call me to end up working. But like seeing how like by stretching myself a few years ago. I'm now still, like, reaping reward of, like, mm. new opportunities. Like, you know, from something I would have been terrified to do maybe five years prior. Uh-huh. You know? Like, seeing that kind of stuff happens, and you, it reminds you, like, keep stretching. Like, keep looking out for new people. Like, as radical as you want to get, never, like, prejudge someone for what impact they can have on your life. Because yeah. you never know. You really Definitely. never know where people can move you. So. Wow. Yep. On that note, <laughs> um, 
Next episode, Seeking Arrangements. Does it work? Does a sugar daddy need to be a part of your game plan? No. <laughs> I'm playing. Um, no for the first question. <laughs> yes for the second. <laughs> I'm just going to say I went on Seeking Arrangements website, y'all. Because I, I just wanted to know. I did years ago. There's a lot of weirdos out there. There are mad. <laughs> I wanted to just see how this was set up one there's no app for these websites so that goes to show you how how shady it is but an article came up and like there are mad women in all sorts of institutions who are using sugar daddies yeah, to seriously. get college to pay for college I, that's not the next episode but i just thought that was hilarious <laughs> that like it's now a common thing and like this woman was very public about it and she's like on an allowance of like eight hundred dollars I don't even I don't I think it's always been a common thing. It, it is, doesn't it's now it's a shameless it. thing. It's now be thank you. It's now becoming a shameless thing to yeah. do. It's not that like it was ever not common. If anything, like women either doing sex work or like escort, whatever you want to call the kind of work has always been a thing. Especially women who have been since in, the in beginning school. of since the beginning time. of fucking time. Yes. Right? Like people <laughs> Always. So I just think it's interesting now, too, that even in, like, academia, we're going to be talking about sex workers and race, feminism, and resistance. Mm. So I think it's interesting now that we now have a space to talk about this as as a form of resist, of resistance, as a form of not working within the system, but yeah. still benefiting from the system. Shout so, out to Cardi B. Shout out to Cardi B. <laughs> hey. What is respectability politics? We should talk about respectability Fuck your respectability. I can't say it fast. Fuck, Fuck your, your respectability, respectability politics. politics. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, y'all, yes. thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to episode two. Yo, we actually reached, like, we reached almost an hour. Okay. So that is ideal. Um, and we're going to set up an email so that people can communicate and chime in and ask questions. And Aura, thank you for joining Thank me. you for having me. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> it's going to be really interesting, y'all. And through the stress of the semester, we'll be back. So, Yeah, I sure will be. We will see you. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>